This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. You guys are standing there with the um, with this map that Winters had unfurled over the hood of the car, and we see Sundry's face as he realizes it and has his finger pointed straight at the DMV. The camera kind of looking at you guys also sees at this point uh, that there had been those stars in the sky, those like new stars, and they are very clearly not normal stars in the sky at this point. And there are uh, six of them. And those six stars are red and they're much, much brighter than any of the other stars in the sky. It was bad. Winters has told you to remind you guys, Winters has told you again that he is like, I can keep some of these additional police off of you guys, but what that's going to mean is I can't be with you. So whatever you're doing, you need to figure this out. I think I know where we need to go next is the DMV. And I think, again, there's like a shot of Winter's face, and he's just kind of perplexed at this whole situation of this is a lot, but the best he can do is kind of trust you guys to deal with this. So the question comes in, are you guys heading to the DMV, and if so, are Darian Pringle and Roberta Hellinger coming with you, or are they going to a different location? Walker will say, um, he'll turn to Roberta and say, you and our mutual friend have been on the ground in this situation for almost as long as we have. Is there anything we need to know before we make, you know, point to the map, a final push? I went to that tower. And Darren Pringle, I think, is like, like, oh yeah, that's that's where that's where we ran into each other, the Cypress Knolls Tower Garden. She'll say, I went to that tower, and later on, um, Ranger Pringle here drove me to uh, that mansion. Meeting up with you at that house, I think maybe it doesn't register with her that it's Wilker, it's your house. Meeting up with you at that house, um, I've I've been able to stop. We've been able to stop some of whatever this is. At least, at least deal with some of these things that they're that they're sending out there. They look, they seem, they seem like people, but they're not. They smell different. There's a there's a, there's a difference to them. I didn't notice it at first, but it's there. Walker will say, uh, well, I think we can all get behind that idea. There's uh, something different about them. And he'll say, um, what do you say? Are you ready to come with us? Put an end to this? There's an awful lot of like, too, though. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Um, I think Ash is like, wait, you can smell the difference? That's important. Not like this, but when I get there, I'll be able to. That sounds pretty useful if you're interested in seeing this through. And uh, like Mr. Blade says, um, the differences are getting harder and harder to tell. It's um, it's weird territory, even for us. 
Yeah. And again, to reiterate Darkblade, you know that these are, these aren't just, there's more to these things. Like they're alive. They're now new, like sentient, sapient creatures. Um, not solely just uh, shadows or anything like that. They are living separate, distinct entities. It's really much more in common with them that uh, then really sets us apart, guys. All right. Um, they've got magic from the deep in them, magic of life, and they have soul and they believe that they're real. Um, you know, we saw Sundry and he, he's, he sacrificed himself, even though he was a double. Um, you know, I think it's possible that... I, I like to think I do the same thing in his shoes. That shows. I mean, I think that it was a true... I think these are... These are not just evil twins or something like that, but they're almost copies. And... Um, I think some of them we might be able to some of them we might be able to talk into helping us out and I think Darian Pringle's like like wait so they're not just kind of like robots or clones or something they have regular souls I think they do and um, I think we've killed a lot of people tonight and I think there's just that shot of like the Donald Glover like Buh. All right. Um, yep, but I mean, it's unavoidable right now. Um, look, we've got the we've, uh, we we're trying to keep a portal from hell opening up, everyone. Um, so I mean, uh, before we start staring uh, at our reflections in existential dread, I think it's important that we keep in perspective that we need to keep this portal from opening up. Um, otherwise, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the Lizard people, it's going to just be like uh, the last apocalypse. Um, the one they don't write about in your history books, where lizard people controlled humans as slaves for uh, millennia. All right? It could again, be worse than that. Say that again, Alex? It could be worse than the last apocalypse uh, that they don't tell you about in your history books when lizard people had humans as slaves for a millennia. How else do you think the pyramids were built? Egyptians? Give me a break. And I you think, think the, I... you think the the Nile Delta had the agrarian land to sustain uh, that kind of workforce? Give me a break. And I think again, there's just that shot of Darian Pringle being like, "What?" Like you're blowing his mind here. Um, again, Winter says to you guys, just. Like, again, Winter just says to you, you know, there's an APB out for all of Look, you. This has nothing to do with Jewish people. I just want to clear that up. I mean, this is just because the lizard people built the pyramids. It really takes nothing away from the Jewish people and uh, the fact that they were also slaves in Egypt. OK, just want to straighten that out. All right, guys, let's get back to it. So there's an APB out for all of you. If there's copies or clones of other officers, I can only keep so many people away from 
the four of you, the six of you, um, at a time. So you're going to have to move it. And I think he goes to, he's like heading back to get in his car. And he just says like, he just turns to Welker and says, you know, don't fuck me on this. Welker will nod and say, thanks for the opportunity, Winters. He'll like extend his hand. He'll say, it's been a pleasure. He'll kind of shake your hand and say, like, say, I'm really trusting you on this. Don't fuck me. And you can see in his eyes, it's not just like a joke. He really has this, like... Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, like, man, this is gonna... If this is all a bunch of bullshit, or you guys do something really stupid, I am absolutely fucked. Totally. And I think Welker, like, gets that, and even more so realizes that, like, this is the most important thing they've ever done. So, like, when Winters, like, goes back to his car, he'll turn to the rest of the group and say, um, I don't think I need to put into words uh, the finality of what we're about to do here. You know, like tick the sky in one more time with like a glance. When Welker looks back up to the skies and um, Darkblade makes that proclamation about demon overlords, um, we see that these stars appear almost even larger. We saw what they did to our favorite place, the Waffle Hut. <laughs> and we Which saw guys... what they did to the humble, kind, hardworking folk who work there. Just imagine what they'll do to us after we already expelled one demon to hell. Look, it's like Darkblade said, we're gonna, we might have to face some tough choices coming up here. Uh, people, maybe just like us, are going to be standing in our way. But just remember that what we have to do is more important than any of that. We've seen what they'll do to our families, to us, to everyone we know or care about. And he says, whatever happens, it's been an honor to serve with all of you. Honor's all ours. Thank you for leading us. Walker would nod and say, now let's kick some ass. All right, you guys. Um, does everybody just hop in this truck again that you guys took from the Palm World Fairgrounds? Why not? So we see you guys kind of pile into this truck. And again, from basically every angle, if this was a TV show or a movie, from almost every angle that you guys are doing anything, at least one of these stars is in the shot. And progressively, they are getting larger and larger. So not at like a crazy rate, but in five minutes, you'll if you compared the two of them next to each other, you'd be like, yeah, those definitely got a lot larger. And they're very red. Um, you guys hop in this truck and um, so if, if we have like a moment of uh, like montage or something of us uh, driving, mm -hmm. maybe uh, Ash is in the, the bed of this truck, you know, in the back. And he's like sharpening this uh, this sword, like this this real fancy sword that he has. The Durandal. Like he's got like a, a Wheatstone or something that's just like sharpening it just like uh, who's ever near him, I guess. It could it could be one of the NPCs, but just whoever well, who, is who? in the back with him. Who is it? Like... Let's figure out who it is. Sure. So we're not in a situation where it's like, well, then somebody's yelling from the outside. <laughs> okay. So who's driving the truck? Seems like Sundry is probably driving. Sure, would, Sundry's would, driving the truck. Who's in the passenger seat? A uh, copy of Sundry. A copy of Sundry. <laughs> They're both yeah. giving each other hand jobs. Yeah, okay. yeah Walker will sit shotgun. Sundry, another Sundry? Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. 
Oh no. Yeah, the passenger's just critiquing his driving. Yeah. Now you that's how you drive a truck, son. Um <laughs> maybe this is one of those like trucks that has a little rumble seat kind of in the back that somebody can sit in where you can be kind of squeezed in into the back. Uh oh, Dark Blade, yeah, yeah. are you in the bed of the truck or are you inside the cab? I am uh I'll be in the bed of the truck. Yeah, let's say Darian Pringle is in the bed of is in the cab in that weird rumble seat thing and Roberta Hellinger is awkwardly in the bed of the truck with you guys in the back as well so we see a shot of we see you guys getting into the truck sundry into the uh into the driver's seat Darian Pringle kind of hopping awkwardly into the back in this tiny little uh passenger seat in the back of the cab Mr. Welker in the passenger seat and then everybody else Dark Blade, Ash and Roberta Hellinger loading into the bed of the truck. And as you guys leave the parking lot of the Pancake Depot, you can kind of look up. And again, we see that these stars are enormous and um, just only getting bigger with each time we glance back up at them. Ash sharpens a blade. Oh, this is supposed to be like a really ancient thing, like a weapon of monster hunters in ages past like centuries ago the Durandal is what they call it I don't know and he kind of puts it aside and like puts out this other thing like the his a theme like the silver silver dagger thing but you know this one is supposed to be the the thing that drives demons away and he looks at the the like the the fancy sword that he was just sharpening he's like I guess you know, that one's important historically, but right now with these demon doubles everywhere, this little tiny knife might be the most important thing to, for us. Why so is that? Well, supposedly this silver, silver knife is supposed to be what drives them out, is what I've been told, but I don't know. I was, I'm basically just an intern demon hunter, and uh, I've never actually tested this, but I th feel like if I stab one of these demons with this, I might be able to cast them out. Have you but tried it before? No, I've never, never needed to. It seems that might be important now. I thought that this, uh, this big sword would do it. You know, it, it's a big sword. It's kind of awesome, to be honest. But uh, Darkblade, I feel you know that more than more than anyone. But this little tiny knife might be the, the thing that I actually need if we run into any more of these uh, doppelgangers. So I think we're going to let maybe Roberta Hellinger be the audience surrogate here in this situation. Yeah. And she'll say, so you've never fought any of these things? Ash kind of leans back, maybe in the bed of this truck, and just like, <laughs> which is bizarre because I'm sure there's like all this rushing wind behind them. But he's like, well, I mean, not officially, but I've been trained really. I went through a four or five months, really intense training to fight these any kind of awful things, including demons. He's like, oh, I, I did feet defeat one at least oh I fought two right I fought two ashes right yeah you fought multiple versions of yourself I think yeah, right sure 
Yeah, so she'll just say, so did did the dagger work? Well, I didn't try the dagger then. I just was more focused on, I mean, killing them. But this one could just, you know, cast out evil just based on its presence. Well, it's worth a try. It's certainly better than human sacrifice. Well, not exactly human, but yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Well, people sacrifice, all right? Um, we people are people too, all right? You're not wrong. Um, I think that this is when we we hop back into the we hop into the cab of the truck, and uh, Darian Pringle says like, "So it's at the the DMV, like where, like where I, like where you go to get your driver's license." Where else would you think uh, Last Circle of Hell is? Or the doorway there? I never had a problem with uh, going to the DMV. Just go there. How often? Get your permit. Get your driver's license. Update it now and again. Never had any problem. Sundry will think that uh, uh, Pringle's a shadow person. You telling me you like going to the DMV? A shot of you like reaching for your gun under the seat, and like your <laughs> your your knuckles white. Yeah, yeah. Starts speeding up like to ridiculous levels. I think he just says like, I think he kind of says like, it just sounds like kind of an airplane food complaint kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like going to the DMV is really that really that tough. I mean, how many, how often do you have to go to the DMV? I've only ever been there twice, and I while he's, I, I was there last week, and it was the third time I had gone there. Because they kept fucking things up. I don't get it. I've been I've been to a DMV three times my whole life. It's because you live in an efficient state with good bureaucrats. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but sorry, who's talking? Pringle and Sundry or Austin and Lee? Austin, Austin and Lee were talking about the end. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think it's just I my my point with this is there's some like inane chatter that you guys are having where he's like the DMV. This sounds kind of crazy. Um, and as he's, as he's like talking, um, Woker, your phone rings. Oh, I answered that puppy. Here's the weird thing. Your phone had, uh, shut, shut its service off before. Yeah. I think you just instinctively pick it up and, um, and you just hear uh, like your son's voice. You just hear Kyle's voice, and he's like, "Daddy, you have to come. You have to come back here. You have to help us, Daddy. They're they're back, Daddy. You have to help us." And you hear um, like just screaming in the background, and you hear like Chase, Chase. Can I make a roll to see like if I can sort of like suss out a bad situation? Um, absolutely. or is that going to matter? Okay, I got a twelve. All right. I'll, let me see if I've advanced this. Uh, yes, I have. So I can ask okay. anything, right? Yes, go for it. Is this a situation in which my actual kid is in real danger, or is this a trick? Um, this is a trick. How do I know that? So I think you realize, like, you that's when you have that moment of, like, wait a minute, the service for this, sh this phone got shut off, mm -hmm. and you look down at the thing, and, like, the screen's not on. Uh, at all and like you're like you're just hearing this essentially in your head okay 
and like if if there's still voices coming through what i think is the phone like can i like put it on a speakerphone and like ask the people in the car do you hear that so i think you're trying to do that but even like the functions for oh, speaker right there's phone, no, whatever, there's no like, buttons on it yeah the, the, the phone is essentially off so like welker will like pause and then just put the phone back down and put it back in his pocket just i go think it's like yeah at the same time that you're kind of dealing with this sundry the radio that was playing whatever music it was playing um you hear it like switch on to your song and it's like a slowed down version of your song and it twists into a message that's like you can hear mother thala's voice and and she just says like like you're going the wrong way you're not follow you're not following the true path you're letting yourself be misled you have to turn around And again, in the background, as we hear this over the radio, Darian Pringle is just kind of talking about like, 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 I've, again, I've only ever had to go to the DMV three times in my entire life. And one was just to renew my license and get a new photograph. Yeah, I had to wait there for an hour, but I brought a book, hung out, I read, it wasn't that big of a deal. Sounds like these demon things are going to throw everything they can at us to stop us from getting us to be where we need to be. Walker will like know that he's experienced something similar to him and like nod and uh he'll turn to Pringle and he says well your fourth visit's gonna be a real doozy so get ready Ash your cell phone rings oh yeah I'll answer that okay you you just hear like like Ashy are you are you okay we heard something bad happened to you we heard we heard that you were in trouble where where are you Oh, this is mom? Yes. Yeah, I think he's like, uh... And he has sunglasses on at all times so far. And uh, he's like, hmm. Uh, don't worry about it. She's like, somebody, people people came here to, to see you, Ashy. I, what's, what's going on? What's happening? He's like, a deep sigh, like, ugh. They shouldn't have been able to to find where you lived. I'm sorry about that, Mom. Well, you hear Linda, Linda, give me the phone, Linda. And she's like, Ron wants to talk to you. He needs to talk to you about something. That's fine. And when he gets on the phone, he's like, he's like, Ash is he's like, Ash, are you okay? God damn it, Ron. I'm fine. I'm sorry that people talked to you. I was trying to keep you two. <sighs> secluded from this part of my life a lot of That's things have been complicated i don't want you or my mom involved in this i'm really sorry i understand that i understand things that are things are sometimes complicated there uh sure you do ron ash rolls his eyes i mean you have sunglasses he has sunglasses so who knows what his eyes are doing and there's a there's a moment there's a pause for a second in the conversation and he'll say, you should probably get back home, Ash. Just audibly sighs, as I did. Um, sorry, Ron, I don't know if I'm coming back home. He goes, all right. Well, 
I guess I'm just going to have to split your mother's head open with this uh, hammer that I have. Have a great day, Ash. Bye. What? And he hangs up. What? Yeah. Hmm. The picture I supplied was of a serial killer. Your parents and dog. You're playing a serial killer, so fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the that that's the end of that conversation. Right. And um, I think as we look up, we can uh, we can see that this image as we as we look up, some of these stars are bright enough and large enough where um, if we have kind of like almost a a wipe shot that lets us get closer to one. Um, yeah, these things aren't natural at all. They're not just stars. They almost appear to be like, like eyes. I, I was about to say eyes. I'm so glad yeah. you did. I feel like he has no options here in the backseat of this truck going to, in his mind, save the world. Like he has to ignore it. Like, I, I don't think there's any. Oof. Sorry, that was my stomach. What were you saying? I mean, can I call him again? Uh, well, does he count as a normal person? Is a question I should ask. So, I think it won't be interesting if you call them again. I think the interesting right. thing here is either like Ash says, "No, we've got to turn around," or Ash has to make the choice of like, "That might be real. That might not be real. We just have to keep going." Okay, so maybe as an interesting thing, he takes this like silver dagger out of his sheath, I guess the, for the first time that we've seen it, the Athame, just like staring at it, you know, like wide-eyed, like white-knuckled, you know, like, ugh. and he just like um, cuts his like palm a little bit, you know, just to like make it bleed. Mm -hmm. And once he s sees it bleed and him like, you know, not start smoking up or anything, he's just like, okay. And just like puts it back in the sheath, like, I'm real. I have to keep doing this thing to make sure that the world doesn't end. All right. And he's ready to sacrifice his mother for that. Yeah. And we see Roberta Hellinger staring at you as you're doing this. And she looks over to Darkblade. Um, and uh, I think for, in her head, she doesn't know what she's expecting him to do because she thinks he's also a real weirdo. But she like looks over to him. And what's Darkblade's mindset as he sees this? Darkblade's just pointing a shotgun at her back. Yeah. He's like, can you turn? He asks, can you turn around, ma'am? Yeah. Well, uh, one in Rome, right? Except I guess one in hell. I've got a system as kind of like a breakdown for how you guys can solve this. There's essentially a number of successes that you're going to get to you're going to need while like trying to deal with this. Um, the issue is depending on what you're doing, you might not be able to affect stuff. So you might need to make roles initially to figure out what to do. And then afterwards could take, could utilize that to affect the issue. Like a um, skill challenge type thing. Or? Yeah. Kind of like a skill challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like a skill challenge type thing where there'll be certain things that you could do to let you affect this stuff. And um, there's essentially like a ticking clock. So when you guys arrive at this place, when you arrive at the, the DMV, it's nighttime. Um, once you get within probably like a 
mile and a half, two miles, probably more than that, probably like a several mile radius of it. Um, you guys in the back of the truck, Roberta Hellinger kind of like grabs onto the sides of the thing. And she just says like, just says like, you're going to want to stop. You're going to either want to stop this truck or get ready for something. I'll slam on the brakes. So what is, um, and she's like turning into a werepanther. Yeah. Oh. And so, yeah. Uh, and that was the get ready for something is, uh, so she doesn't turn into this giant creature in the middle of the truck while you're driving the thing, while there's people in the back and try to leap out of the back of the truck. I already went, lost one truck recently. I can't stand it. There's another. Uh, I, I stole this truck and now I need it to be my baby. Yeah. Um, Ash was thinking, oh, a great conversation would have been, how much can you control this before before we got into the full moon world? Yeah, the answer is not. She bites her legs off. Um, He's dead now. Well, yeah. goodbye. But we have to have one character whose legs don't work. Um, so, yeah, she kind of like starts to do this and like pulls herself out of this truck. And I think so we don't have to see the um, like the full transformation. We oh, you like... don't have the budget for this, Austin? I, well, now now we have to ask, okay, well, how does this transformation look? Because we've seen it go... Oop, my stomach again. We've seen it go the other... No, we didn't see that on camera. We said that it happens very quickly. So she jumps out of this and Darkblade and Ash kind of look over and maybe Welker sees this in the, uh, the, re the side mirror. Um as it's dangling off of the thing since Sundry bashed into a bunch of playground equipment with it, with the truck. Um, but what does this, what does this transformation look like? Is it just the um, American werewolf in London, like sudden, like, well, I kind of look, so everyone correct me uh, if you want to add to this or change it, however, but I love the, uh, the skin changer kind of idea that you just slough off your um, other body. So it's just like, she just like slithers out of her like human skin and there's a panther underneath that makes sense it's like disgusting like awful i'm okay then. got no objections so, who keeps my, the other skin yeah my own my only thing about that is we hadn't encountered any of this skin before is that an it's issue that's true, it's true. Dark, dark oh blade. well the possums ate it possums do like uh shedded material What's what's a way we can easily deal with that? Just so that way we don't have to have to say, wait, why hadn't you guys been able to discover that there were piles of uh, of woman skin sitting around in these places? Yeah, we can just change it to werewolf in London. Well, is there is there a way we can we could solve that easily? Yeah, if the skin like just dissolves into the into a puddle, like it's it it's like an elastic, like taffy looking, um, a boneless woman. Um, but it quickly disintegrates into like a brown. Does that mean that she also does the same transformation to go back to woman form? Uh, she just crawls out of the mouth of the big werepanther as a woman, and then the the werepanther body also dissolves. I mean, yeah, none, of, none of these are fair exactly. questions. I mean, it, I, I grant that. No, I, I love that were, were creature version so much more. Like, it's just, like, disgusting, like, birthing, like, back and forth. Like, I love it. Um, I've but, got no objections. 
Yeah. Oh, me, me, yeah. It's like dissolves and bubbles under like a full moon. You know, it just like uh, sublimes away. You know. Santeria. Um, yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we see her. She hops out of the car, and Darkblade and Ash kind of like look over to the side of it. Especially Darkblade, I feel he would be most interested in this. Um, and maybe Welker looks at this. Ooh, in take the, some uh, samples. And maybe Welker looks at this in the mirror on the side of the truck that's dangling off of the thing. And we see Roberta Hellinger kind of like rip open this jacket. And we see like shots of her arms and shots of her neck and like the skin rips open. And um, we see uh, like part of where like a uh, the snout of a, of a cat kind of like almost pushes out through like her mouth and we see like all these tight close-ups of this as she's essentially bursting through the skin and these pieces of skin flop off of, of her now gigantic hulking form of this were panther that stands, I think we had said like nine feet tall um, when it's kind of on its hind legs and is kind of like the size of a horse when it's um, on all fours. And um, even at the little bits that are still kind of on her, the torn bits of skin that are still on her body, um, just because they haven't fallen off, and the pieces that have fallen onto the ground seem to almost dissolve into the into the almost evaporate into nothing, um, and she like kind of turns at all of you, and I think there probably is a moment of Ash's exact thought of wait a minute. How much control does she have over this? As she like rolls at you guys, kind of like makes this like loud, uh, that kind of bobcat cougar kind of sound. And then um, kind of like bounds away. But you guys aren't in like the forest. You're in kind of this area that's a, uh, um, kind of this like shittier, probably like rundown office park area. Maybe there had been other things here before, but they're all closed down. And now the only thing that's there is just this DMV and maybe some of the other spaces are used as warehouses. Yeah, when you guys arrive, one thing that is definitely there are... Um, Welker, you can tell this immediately. There's more of these Lore Corporation security forces that are here that are nearby. And you, and you can tell for sure, like, this is not uh, the B team that was at uh, your house. Okay. And if you remember what Dr. McLean had said, you have reason to think that Jessica Lore herself might be here. Makes sense. Um, he'll turn to Sundry and he'll say, um, I, uh, I don't think diplomacy is going to get us very far. You, you mean I shouldn't make another grand speech? He says, uh, you and me neither. He says, uh, I think all of our goodwill has run out with these folks. Well, uh, about time they had a reckoning. Walker will smile a little bit to himself and nod. Um, do we have an entrance plan? I, I don't think we do, do we? 
So I think a lot of this is going to work kind of like when you guys went to Welker's house. Oh, that's right. You're going to have us do some rolls. Makes sense. Right. So depending on what you're going to do, you might run into a situation where it's like, oh, you're not able to do that. You'll first have to make this roll to possibly figure out how to yes. do that thing. That's good. Um, and basically, you guys realize you can look up and these eyes, uh, these things that you had viewed as stars before, are um, at this point in the sky itself, uh, almost like connected into this shape. And where you can see kind of these ley lines and um, all of you realize, yeah, like this clock is running down. No time like the present for the end of the world. Um, Sundry at least knows how he would deliver stuff to Mr. Heck. If you remember, there was just essentially like a garage on the outside, and you would come by and bring your, um, bring whatever you were bringing him to this garage, and like, uh, just basically the car would pull itself in, and then the car would be spit out empty. Back in my, uh, devil servant days, um, there was a garage around here that was like the drop point, and that's about, uh, all I know about this place. So that might be a good place to start. Walker would nod and say, uh, sounds good to me lead the way so there's this is the sixth uh site theoretically yes and this is the and this i think you guys had figured out is an unnatural one at that this isn't right. one that should be here gotcha and you've also figured out partially through process of elimination this is where that canister that um contained uh clofiel the the bug demon so it's directly already a tainted site oh yes it's it's entirely it's entirely been manufactured as like an evil thing right i mean if you guys are trying to approach this place that is um that is something i assume you guys are you just kind of trying to plow in through to, in in past some of these cars are you getting out of the vehicles and trying to like sneak up toward this do you have a technique of that's like um oh we're gonna slowly rambo these guys and pick them off one by one and make our way up to this uh up to this location this entrance point i don't know uh, austin so i don't know uh what are i'm trying to figure out the the logic of this right um mm -hmm. so we have six places mm -hmm. right? um we know four of them are tainted <laughs> evil Matlock's well and this new artificial one, right? We don't know about. But you guys had Matlock's... figured out you guys had figured out in the last one that essentially all of these things have either been tainted in some kind of way and are being mm -hmm. used for this evil purpose. So yeah, so four of the six tainted. Six of the six. Six. Matlock's so all of them all so... tainted once we used it up. So like what's the point? Like, uh, just not to open them now, right? There's no so, reason. So that sounds like you're trying to use your knowledge of the arcane to maybe get some more information about this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would love okay. that. There we go. And like, so it seems like uh, the there's role. not, uh, let's see. I got an eight plus a, uh, I think a one. So a nine, a nine, nine. Yeah. Nine. All right. Well, you get to ask one of those questions. 
What is your question? If anyone wanted to help me, it would push me over to 10 because I got a nine. If anyone was curious, so then I yeah, I would. Yeah, then then we get two questions and uh, yeah. So is anyone interested in that? So if Darkblade's if Darkblade's trying to help Ashton, how how would he be doing that? Well, I I would imagine that Ashton would have um, told me that he's like trying to think really hard, and I can think hard too with you, buddy. <laughs> For sure. I know, I know that uh, um, mechanically you can probably do this, but narratively, how is it that Darkblade would be assisting Ashton remember his um, his training and discussions with Merzad? Um. Hmm. Could they be like bouncing ideas off of one another as they're in the back of the truck, just kind of like trying to like conspiracy theory piece it together? Yeah, yeah, there's got to be some kind of overlap, right? There's got to be. Look, everything's connected. There is absolutely. <laughs> um, look, I've got. If we, I just wish we were in my in my mom's basement because I have it all. I have all the pins connected. Um, but just tell me a little bit more about this guy because I'm sure I know that he's like probably a vampire, um, or connected to at least a vampire conspiracy. I don't know what you're talking about, but there's definitely a vampire involved. So actually, you're right on the money. Let me think about this. <laughs> okay, so we see Ashton and we see Ash and Darkblade in like the back of this truck as you guys are parked uh, several blocks away from the DMV, and you're kind of comparing notes with one another and like mentioning different things. And we see you guys kind of trying to connect these dots in your head, in your heads. So yeah, I guess Darkblade, are, uh, go ahead and make that roll. All right, uh, Darkblade rolls a nine. All right. So yeah, that pushed me up to a 10. But yeah, Austin, what, which one of these questions do you think mostly aligns to what I was thinking? Like, uh, I I feel almost uh, Ash is thinking like, is this, is this like a pointless question? quest now because um everything's corrupted or is it is what can we let's see um hmm. maybe what can it do i'm trying to think of what which one of these questions relates most to it uh maybe what can it do what perhaps? was it going to do yeah uh yeah absolutely i mean you, you know more than me for sure is that sure is that so i think we could kind of get to the same point with either of those two questions awesome yeah um so I think, Ash, you kind of start making the realization that, uh, and this connects back to stuff you discovered earlier, these ley lines, these nodes are these points of power um, that connect to this deep uh, kind of almost cosmic power that all of these legends and stories have been about, um, that sages and mystics have discussed for, for, for millennia. And um, you realize that altering these in this way, and this is all old information that you already have, that altering these in this way could be used to essentially open this this gate to hell. Um, but that doesn't seem to have happened just yet. And from this point, it really clicks in your head of, there's a ritual that has to go on here. 
So there's a ritual that has to take place. Otherwise, if Mr. Heck, this demon that Sundry's discussed, um, is really doing this, why hasn't he already done this? Why hasn't this already happened? There has to be some kind of ritual that's taking place here. And I think you also realize Welker had said Jessica Lore is specifically here and that she has to be tied to this in some way or another. So there's a ritual that's going on that you realize that's what we have to stop. We have to stop this ritual from occurring. If, so that, ritual is, if that ritual is completed, that's when this hell gate is opened. I have two questions, but I'll give them, I'll give my second one to uh, Darkblade if you want to pick one of the investigative mystery ones. What like the can hurt it? And... Oh yeah, good, good question. What can hurt it? Um, well, again, the big thing here is that you have to stop this ritual from going on. Um, so that's one thing that you kind of already know that part. Uh, but what you realize here is that this is a place of power. Um, the, the changing of these ley lines has made this very much a place of power. And you realize that if you run in there and try to fight whatever this is, um, if this really is this demon that Sundry has described in the past that you guys have been operating under the idea that that's what's causing this, you're not going to be able to fight this thing. The fact that this is a place of power, though, means that a ritual could probably be done to cast this demon out of this plane. Maybe if you reveal that information, I assume you do. Um, Ashen kind of, uh, or Ash kind of looks at this, uh, like silver, a theme, like the dagger again. Just like, this thing is supposed to be able to cast out evil. This might be, if that's all we have to do, this might be the thing to do it. All right, so as you guys are staring down at this dagger, um, you hear off in the distance gunshots going off and like the roar of, of a panther. And you're like, okay, well, looks like stuff has started. Oh yeah, I forgot this lady disgustingly transformed in front of us and le leapt out. All right. So you've got an idea that in order to stop, in order to, in order to prevent this, this Hellgate from being opened, there's a ritual that you guys have to stop. You also understand that the thing that can hurt, um, that can hurt. If this is a demon that you're dealing with and from, your understanding this is demonic, that it's going to require a ritual. And I'll go one step further for you guys. Um, the thing that helped you guys last time, learning the name of the demon. Oh, yeah. Who's making Who's making the next move here? I'd be happy to just get out the car and start sneaking up toward that uh, garage. Harpoon in hand. Yeah, Walker will go with him. I feel like... Uh... Sundry's the guy to follow right now because he's been here. He's done these deals before. So either uh, Sundry or Welker. That sounds like you guys are making a cool roll to head into this uh, head into this location. <coughs> All right. Um, one roll between the two of us, or just oh, I yeah, got a You got a total of six. Yeah, so uh, I need some help. All right, I'll help him out. Yeah, it's reasonable. Teach you how to you be light in your feet going, there. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. You're like bouncing around, jostling a bunch of shit. I'm like, no, no, like this. Quiet style. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
You literally yeah, walk on your tiptoes. Country music that I'm blaring from a jukebox. As yeah. I so I go to like turn down your radio, but then I roll a four and I turn it all the way up. You also <laughs> roll the four. What's the modifying roll for a help roll? It's cool. Oh, never mind. It's a seven then. Phew. All right. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. So that kicks the uh, sundry's roll up to a seven. Okay. Um, I don't want to have a protracted battle with you guys and some of these um, some of these lore corporation guards because I want us to kind of like move things along um, but I think something uh, like shocking goes on uh, I think while I think the big thing that happens that like alerts these guards is Sundry's phone goes off like his phone rings or if his phone like bleeps that says like you've got a message and uh, does Sundry have like an old flip phone yeah definitely he doesn't have a smartphone yeah, so he he flips his phone open and um, oh he sees that it's from uh, Sister Eliza, who's now Mother Eliza at the oh, yeah. at the church, and uh, I think that's when like some of these guards are like, "What was that?" And Welker has to work on distracting these guards, and okay. we see Sundry open this thing up and just on your little like shitty flip phone screen. You just see pictures of the church is just on fire. More attempts to turn us away from our true cause. Yeah, and your uh, your phone just starts ringing. He'll just like uh, make a muddled attempt to try to silence his phone, but obviously he doesn't know how to work it too well. Finally, just like maybe puts it on the ground and steps on it. Okay. Yeah, you just you just see that, and we see a shot, and it just says, um, like, Eliza, and you just smash it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, when we see Welker come back, uh, what was the thing that we had, that he had, um, is it just implied, like, oh, he just killed these guys, or... Is it like that he kind of lost these guys kind of behind another building? And oh, kind of like I, I kind of like the idea that he's just casually, like, definitely killed these guys. Like, he comes back, he's, like, wiping a little bit of blood off his sleeve. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, or, okay. Yeah, and we don't, and we don't, and it's not addressed. Yeah. I think that when you get to a place where you can actually see some of this, um where you can see where this actual garage is like this actual garage door is um like parked outside are like a large number of these like lore corporation security forces oh shit like there's at least like eight or nine of these guys kind of hanging around and again they're kind of dressed up like uh metal gear solid bad guys and they're kind of um, sitting around. There might be a few people on the roof of the DMV. Does the garage look like the only, um, like the best entrance, or are there maybe any sideways to get to the same spot? So, that kind of seems like a read a bad situation move. Sounds good to me. What's the base for that again? Also sharp. Got it. And... Yeah, an 11. An 11. All right, so you get two of those read a bad situation questions. They okay. are... Okay. 
Nope. Sorry. Interesting sound. Uh, what's my best way in? Which sounds pretty relevant. Are oh. there any? Sorry, I have them. Okay. Yeah, what's my best way in? So this is a like a magical thing. So it's not like a necessarily a physical space. This um, theoretically, this gate, it doesn't have to be attached to anything else. If that makes sense, like it's not like, oh, then there's this room and inside this room um, and you can get there through another entrance on the north wall. Um, this is theoretically this like magical thing. Um, but is this magical thing in this physical space where you could see like, oh, if you were to go into the DMV and burst through this wall, like blow a hole in this wall, you could still get into this area. So that's more like, what do you guys think is more on tone or like with this where like, no, this is a. A magical a magical thing like if you if if you kicked if you kicked your way through the the wardrobe and the lion the witch and the wardrobe from the back you wouldn't be like haha now i'm into the the in there but reverse style or is this um is there something in this space i don't mind magic hanging it up yeah well, it's, definitely ma it's definitely magical for sure there's no doubt about that but is is it that like you guys can go into another side of the DMV, blow a hole in the wall, and then enter through that way? No, this oh. is keep it simple. So, like, let's assume that the garage itself is the gate. You've got to go in through the front door. Um, so that being the case, what's my best way in? So yeah, um, your best way in is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with these security forces. Um, luckily for you, you know how to get this gate open. Um, like you've still got whatever code, um, assuming it would work to get this thing open. Got it. And you said there's like nine guys, including some guys on the roof. Yeah. All right. So I'll sort of like point those out to Welker quietly. Mm. He'll maybe nod. Well, maybe one of I... us go on the roof and then. Um, I'll harpoon everyone down here. Uh, if it's just you and me, that seems as good a plan as any. Are we, are, are Blade and Ash going to help us with this, or are they doing something else? No, I think we're joining back up with the group right about now. Is Pringle with us as well? He's like, oh, uh, do you need me to be like the getaway driver? He's not super excited to go on this adventure. Like, to, to get too much far, further into this. Right. Like, I think once, I think once, uh, She's, he saw her turn into a werepanther. And um, once like he heard shooting in the background, I think he's like, like, uh, why don't I why don't I pick you guys up when you need it? Or if you need me to run and get something. OK, so he's not going to like storm the castle with us. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's super. I, I still think uh, I like the odds of four verse nine better than two verse nine. If you guys aren't doing something else. So um, wait, are these uh, any of these guards? Would you describe them as uh, normal persons? You don't know. Well, can I try to use my move that works against normal persons? What's that? Were you going to like explain whatever's going on to them? Yeah. When I tell um, them the truth to protect them from danger. Um, 
are you okay with them shooting you when they see you? While you're trying to make this explanation. Would they shoot me if I'm trying to tell <laughs> them the truth? Be? Uh, when they see you, yes. So it seems obvious to me that as soon as they see me, they're going to shoot me. So you guys seem to have been kind of like clocked in regard to these folks um, in both like a mundane and supernatural way. So if you show up and you're like, hey, I'm one of these guys that you're on the lookout for. Yeah, you're, you're pretty positive that's going to be rough. So it so just to, just to get this out of the way, if I'm like, hey, can we talk real fast? They're going to just shoot me, right? I mean, you'll have you'll have to find out, but your gut says that's probably not going to work out. It, it as a game thing, if I do this, is my character over, or can I try it? Your character's not over, but they're likely to be attacked. So we use I mean, that sounds fun. distraction. Is that yeah is that plan? Honestly, that does sound like a pretty good plan. All right. So if Ash is going to be the distraction, uh, Walker can get in a position like um. <sighs> I, I maybe he can like leverage his preternatural speed and just like try and close the distance as soon as like an opening comes up and like try and engage these guys melee style like take them down physically. Yeah, I think there's a moment where uh, we're we're all kind of just discussing like, oh, we we need to kill these people, and I'm like, there's a lot of evil in this world, but we need to focus on the good. These people are not corrupt. We need to focus on them. I'll do it. Sunder would be like, well, hold on, is Sunder even there? Like, maybe this was before we, we stormed in? or I think we're all, like, on the brink of, like, charging this guard, guard door with nine guards at it. Yeah, I feel Sundry is definitely there. You were just saying <laughs> sure. you sacrifice your own mother to, to prevent hell from happening. These people are all probably shadow people. It's like, it's, uh, time, the time is ticking down. There's, uh, there's seven horsemen floating above us. We gotta, gotta stop uh, playing games. Why do you think they they can have doppelgangers everywhere? Walker will say, uh, regardless of whether they're doppelgangers or not, the sad truth is we don't have time to make the distinction anymore. Like I said, guys, when in hell. Okay, so yeah, so Ash, we see we see you maybe come out from behind some of these like parked cars and try to like get these guys' attention with your hands up as you're uh you're trying to talk to them? Yeah, and I think he just puts his hands up like this, like a, you know, goalpost situation. Ash puts his hands up and says, um, all right, listen, we are not here to hurt anyone here. We need to do something very important. I know everyone has a job here, but- Can you make a cool roll for me as you're head, head, heading out into this area? Oh, I'm sorry, but this is a trust me charm roll. Well, this or is should I not, do a cool roll? This all is right. to not get shot by these uh, guards guarding this thing. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So my cool roll is pretty good. Uh, twelve. Yeah, twelve. Okay. So sure. So you come out to make this uh, pronouncement. So what is the what is the truth that you're laying on this guys and make it good? How oh, I start it. God damn it. Uh, do I have to roll again, or should I should I roll it first before I start talking, or? So give me just some of the give me some of the truth that you're trying to trying to lay on these guys. Give me the short okay. version, and then we'll add to it depending on how you do. So he puts his hands up in absolutely no sports related way and says, "All right, um, 
We're not here to hurt anybody. We have a very important job to do, as I know you do as well. Everyone here, we're not trying to change that, but we just have some something so important that we need to go through this. Just give us 15, 30 minutes at the, at the most, and we can explain this however we need to. So you, this is when we see like we see like lights flash on Ash. We hear like guns kind of clicking. A guy, like a guy on the roof is like like yeah, I got him in my sights. Yeah. So what is the what is the truth that you're laying on these guys? Because right now you said give me a minute. I said the truth was we have something way more important to do. Maybe his the truth is this will save all of your lives. I've got to return some tapes. Yeah, I've got some video tape <laughs> yeah. there. You gotta I, I be real kind. A straight cat to an ATM. The truth is, I'm just distracting you when my friends get behind me to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Ash does, doesn't act, act, actually even think that. He's like, um, hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a good question. So he says, um, we don't want to kill or we don't want to hurt anybody, is how he started out, but he's, he's going to bring that home. He's like, we don't want to hurt anybody. In fact, we want to save all of your lives if you just give us a second. Can you can you throw in something about the danger of like what you're actually warning them of that would really make yes. this kind of like pause stick there? Because at the moment, still, it's m much more like, hey, I have something important to tell you rather than starting to tell the okay. important. Sure. Thing. Yeah. He says, um, if you don't let us through, not only you, but everyone you've ever met or loved will be in danger. Um, so nine, uh, 11 total and 11. Okay. So I think, uh, yeah, what's the, what's the big, uh, thing that you say that really sells it to these guys and like cracks some of the, uh, like the determined, like company man, uh, mercenary spirit. What's the thing that makes them really go like, wait a minute, hold on. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he just keeps going, uh, um, like personal about it. It's like, I've killed myself twice already. There are literal demons that can take over anyone's form. They might be among you. We need to figure out how to stop them immediately. The people who are giving you commands might not be the people you think. And I think we see um, we see some of these folks, kind of maybe the guy who uh, was up on the roof who had said like, "Yeah, I got a shot," um, kind of like takes his eye off the site. And he kind of looks up at the sky and sees these uh, these stars, and he kind of stares at it for a while. And um, he kind of looks around, and this guy kind of tries to like, like be like, "I got to get out of here," um, to head out. And a few of these other folks, kind of down below, standing like right near the near the like on either side of this gate, kind of do a similar thing where they're looking around, like this is pretty fishy. And uh, they kind of hesitate for a moment and one or two of them kind of drop their guns and uh, of the two, like standing just on either side of this garage door, um, one of them kind of like puts his puts his guns down, gun down and says, like, what are they doing in there? And I think the other guy just just says just like shakes his head and just shoots that guy. Um, and then turns and starts like sh shooting at Ashton. 
And this is when I think we, especially because you got that, those good rolls, um, I think Roberta Hellinger just leaps on this dude. Sounds like go time to me, boys. Yeah, and you see that that the one that was shot by his like compatriot, he falls over, and you could see like if Ashton like stares at that body, like yep, no smoke comes out of that. So some of these people do seem to not be uh, doppelgangers, and um, yeah, Roberta Hellinger like like attacks attacks this guy, and folks are shooting at her. That guy up on the roof kind of like starts clamoring down he's like i gotta get the fuck out of here i gotta get the fuck out of here and the audience sees this you guys don't see it and when he kind of like hops down um to like the bottom of the thing um he sees uh he sees that somebody's standing right there and he's like he's like we gotta get out of here and you just hear a familiar voice that says like oh yeah don't worry you won't have to worry about this and you hear like a gunshot go off and that guy falls down and uh the camera pans up and it's just bishop standing there again and oh, um, yes. the perennial minibus. Yeah, and then up the above. Bishop. Yeah, and up the above. Bishop. Yeah, this is at least the uh, this is at least the the second or third one that you've in, third one that you've encountered in some way or another. Uh, although you guys aren't. Yeah, exactly. Although you guys aren't encountering, seeing him, um, and then back up on top of that roof, um, we see just. Um, we see another person is there almost as if replaced magically um, in that same spot where that uh, kind of sharpshooter had been. And But you guys have made enough chaos where I think that Sundry can head up to this, the gate to open this thing if need be. Yeah, I'll do it. So yeah, so some of these, um, Ashton, some of these guys have run away, like scattered and run away. Uh, some of that comes from like the fear of like, oh my god, there's this crazy monster, and other folks looking up and being like, shit, this is too strange. I gotta get out of here. The pay's not worth this, and running off. And I think Ashen just kind of uh, to mostly the other three, not like a whisper or anything, but more of a stage whisper. Like, well, the rest of these have to be doppelgangers. Let's get them. Welcome to a caucus shotgun. Says, don't have to tell me twice, Mr. Green. You know, like, get in there and start wrecking up the place. Yeah, so we see, we're able to see Sundry get up to this, um, this, we had described it as like a control panel before, right? Yeah, and the code is 666. Is that the case? Oh, definitely. So I don't remember what we said the code was before. So we see you type in this code. Uh, maybe like he puts in the code and it appears not to work. And he like starts to have to walk back or something. And then it like starts opening behind him. And maybe there's something there on the other side. Oh, maybe like the implication is like it wouldn't have worked, but somebody opened it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Sundry types types these numbers in. He does it a few times. It's just not nothing's responding. Nothing's responding. Um, and you guys have to maybe like kind of reconnoiter with one another um, in an area where you're kind of like taking cover. And as Sundry kind of like heads to join you, that's when this thing starts to roll open, and behind it is just it's just like a blanket of darkness. Awesome. 
as we see, as we have you guys like standing there, we hear gunfire in the background. We hear the snarling of the panther and like screaming. Um, and we see you guys kind of like looking at this thing as this gate opens and there seems to be almost like red light that comes from it, but it itself is just blackness. There's nothing there. It would be an it would be a strange shot because in front of you is blackness, but pumping out from it seems to be this like red light. Um, so you guys are in silhouette, but almost like uh, like an eclipse where there's the darkness in front of you. There's kind of this like red outline of your forms walking towards this. Uh, but since you're in silhouette, you're also just dark. And well, we see you guys. Sundry have a quip while we're walking toward this thing. Sure. And say, uh, I got one of them uh, uh, Chinese cookies one time. And it said on there, you're going through hell, uh, you better keep going. Reckon we ought to follow that advice. We just see the characters slowly walk into this, um, like, void. And then once uh, once all of you are there and we no longer see the Eclipse-esque outlines, then we would see the credits to the show. Once we walk into the darkness, like, the garage door just closes behind us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so at, yeah, afterwards, that exactly happens. The garage door just closes. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode includes Winter is Coming, Adagio, First Snow by D. Yan Key, Shadow Man by Lobo Loco, Sundry Song, music by Ron Ernest, and lyrics by and vocals by Austin Smith and Alex Ernest, Weirding Way by Sir Cubworth, Sad Songs Part 1, Bells by Fake Cats Project, a Dangerous Location by Ron Ernest, B-F-I-A-H-H by Calpay, and Earthly Destiny by Sir Cubworth. Join us next Thursday for the first part of the grand finale of This American Monster. And Fridays are our short games. 
Saturday on YouTube at This American Dice, you'll find our old long games. And every Sunday, our old short games on YouTube. Be sure to rate, review, like, subscribe, and tell a friend. See you next week. No, we all take turns giving speeches. The wheels have been replaced with four separate grenade launchers. Nice. They, they roll and clatter down the street at unbelievable it, speed. It's two grenade launchers on the bottom as like sled uh, runners. Mm -hmm. And then it's just being pulled by a team of wear panthers. Yeah, and propelled by grenade launchers in the back. Yeah. Explosions of which create ungodly velocity. So they appear it. to be these like red eyes. Yeah, they're all Love red it. ear holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their ear, their ear, uh, their cloacas. You got me. I guess that was the yeah. only way to do it, Carl. Thanks. <laughs>